opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening and welcome to Tuesday Topics. My name is Paul Edwards and thank you, Mr. Babcock. We appreciate it. Um, and and uh, our, our whole crew is, uh, is with us this evening and uh, we... we we never quite know who we're going to say hello to first. So, hey, Rick, how are you, sir? I'm good, Paul. How you doing? I am well, thank you. Rick is Rick is our producer and keeps us honest and and divides the task of hand raising with our other hand raising person. Hello, Miss Marianne. Hello, Paul. And we are so glad that you're here. Thank and you. Ours. It's good to be here. And our streamer, Mr. Larry Gassman, way out there in California. Hey, Larry. Hi there. Uh, is, is that Paul? Yeah, I guess he is. I was trying to figure out who it was. And Brian wasn't here when I was starting to figure it out, so it must be Paul. <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> and my co-host, Mr. Brian Charlson. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Rick and I woke up this morning to snow on the ground here in the greater Boston area. But... Uh, it's almost all gone now, so it's a good thing. It is a good thing. That means you didn't have to shovel it much. Anytime I don't have to shovel, uh, it's a good day. It's a good day. Now, there were times when I wish it had snowed rather than rained when my basement flooded, but other than that, generally, rains better than snow. So this evening on Tuesday Topics, we are going to discuss two subjects. One is a carryover from last week, and that is we're going to continue discussing cell phones. Um, and we're going to continue in particular to talk about the three categories of cell phones that we identified in our, our run-up to Tuesday topics last week and this week. So the, the iPhone is one. The second is uh, Android phones. And we are aware that there are, there are others like Windows phones, but we're not going to talk about them because we don't think they're very widely used by people who are blind. But the third kind are a, a new variety of phones that are beginning to emerge um, that are specifically designed for use by blind people, which has in fact taken a long time um, to develop. Um, and their main characteristic is that they continue to be push-button phones rather than phones with flat screens. So those are the three kinds of phones that we're going to be talking about. And we're hoping that the folks who are tuned in will talk to us some about why it is that they use the kind of phone that they use. And what's attractive to them about the particular phones um, that are involved? Uh, we we would also be interested in in hearing some more uh, about um, about whether there are components of any of the varieties of phones that actually discourage you from using those phones. So. To start with, I guess, Brian, I, I think that all four of us use iPhones. Yes, though it's not the only phone I've ever used. 
I certainly right. used others prior to that. Right. So have I. Uh, and 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 I and I bet all of us have, because mm-hmm. you know before before the iPhone, we spent probably four or five years struggling to find phones that were available from a variety of carriers that actually that that actually had enough accessibility features to mean that we could do most things but it, but it really was the iPhone that created the revolution in terms of making a pretty substantial commitment to making the whole device accessible which i don't think any of the phones really did before that do, do you Brian no uh, and again when you say make them accessible we had ways to uh, purchase and install third-party screen readers we did. onto some phones. Yeah, uh, the, the, this this third-party uh, screen readers were frequently more expensive than the phone itself. Yep. Uh, so that was certainly inhibited people from doing them. And yeah, those screen readers they were. were Go ahead. They were as expensive as Jaws. Go ahead. Oh yeah, exactly. Like a, like where you expect to some degree to pay for a screen reader for a full fledged PC. Also, the learning curve for how to use them was pretty extraordinary. Um, and just because you could do something didn't mean you could do it in a way that would be at all. I wouldn't even use the word convenient. I would say reasonable. You know, lots of arrowing through menus and clicking here and then clicking there. And finally, you could enter a phone number. You know, this these kinds of things were part and parcel, those things. We were able to make a call, do most of the general phone functions. We were able to send and receive uh, e-text yes. to some degree. We were able, in some cases, to use some built-in functions, the phone itself, things like timers and and uh, calculators and those kinds of things. But they were quite primitive, quite primitive in their functionality. And probably the thing that was the most frustrating is to be able to hear that there's a menu choice for that, but that once you click it, you couldn't go any further. There were many aspects of those phones that were that way. Right. And and I think the bottom line as well was was that we were perfectly content with uh with semi accessible phones because we thought it was pretty hot stuff that we could that we could get them to work at all. Exactly. And and also, you know, while today is filled with I mean, who doesn't have a cell phone kind of attitude about things? In those days, the general public didn't re- achieve the pervasive use of cell phones that we think of as normal today. And that meant that finding support from sighted colleagues and family and the like, we were probably as computer literate as anybody around or cell phone literate as anybody around us. You really had to learn how to communicate to a sighted helper uh, whenever you ran into a problem. So, Rick, did you have a, a, a fancy cell phone before you got your iPhone? 
No. Nope. No. That was a short answer. Yeah, it's very clear. Uh, how about you, Larry? I'm trying to remember what I had. It was a, a flip phone, I think. Um, yep. Uh, I don't even remember anymore. Gosh, because I think I got my first cell phone in about 97, 98. Yeah, I think and, that was that, that was about when all of us did. Maybe yeah. a little bit before that. And I know it had some form of speech on it, but it, it wasn't yes. much. And I remember the, mayor, the, the menus were layered. And if you wanted to dial or do something other than a dial, you had to press like the number one so many times and the yeah, number two exactly. so many times you remember it would drive yeah. me nuts because i could not remember from you know it took me a long time to make phone calls and and, and if you and if you waited too long after you pressed a one it would dial the first yes quick dial number yes it would chosen. yeah because <laughs> especially if it was an auto dial thing as yeah. well or in memory yeah, yeah. i i don't yeah. remember what the phone was because i it's it's been so many years ago but i mean i was excited to have anything that would allow me to to hear speech and and to to do things that my sighted friends could do and and there was this there was this huge competition um among the various carriers um to uh to 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 determine who was going to have the most available for those poor blind people (laughs) Yeah, Miss Brand, how about you? I did. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm sitting here. It was a like a VNS or VN something um, phone, and it did tell you when a call came in, and if you hit the numbers, it it would speak that. Yeah. Um, and I learned. I I could text, um, mm-hmm. and I could you know know who was calling, and that was pretty much about it. Um, yeah. And, and then the iPhone, I don't remember when that was. I'm going to say around 99 or 2000 even for me. Yep. Well, when I Very was good. working at the Carroll Center, I got a grant and was able to buy one of each of four or five different cell phones uh, and test them out for accessibility and do some development of some online training in how to use them. So in order to do that well, I forced myself to use one phone exclusively for a month and work my way through those phones. So it took me about six months to go through the whole thing. And I tried to make sure that I people would be in a position to compare apples to apples kind of thing. So, you know, it first would go through how to use it as a phone, then go how to use it for doing uh, texting and that kind of thing, then how to do it, if at all, for access to audio content on the internet, you know, those kinds of things, like four or five of those things. And when it was all said and done, uh, I was very surprised at which one I thought was the best. Um, and it was the iPhone. I, I thought the idea of a touchscreen interface for blind people was a, das- a disaster in the making, and it proved not to be the case. So... Let's let's go from those early early days of yore, as it were, to quote from the Lone Ranger, um, and talk about talk about where we are now. Um, if if you were to, uh, Mister Larry, um, talk about the percentage of time 
that you use your iPhone to do things, how would how would it divide up? I I don't use it as much as some who use it totally. Uh, I spend a lot of my time because I have to, especially working for ACB, on the computer editing, right, or doing other things that require a computer. Right. But I still have the phone with me, and it's more than just a, a device where I can call someone or receive one. So I'm doing things that have applications tied to the phone. So I do use it a lot. Um, and I sometimes will use it just in grabbing apps that I already have on the computer, but I want to check, I want to check them out on the phone to see if they're even more accessible. I'm going to take a cruise to, Alaska in September and the website isn't really that accessible and so I downloaded it to go to the phone to check it out and I found out it wasn't accessible on the phone either but sometimes you have to do that in order to get done what needs to be done and sometimes you don't know until you check it out so I use it a lot the answer is I use it quite a bit yeah we're going to later this year probably um, in April or May uh, do do a Tuesday topic on cruising. So stay tuned for that, everyone. And then we will talk some about the the apps that are available when you cruise um, so that people will get a better idea of what you can do and what you can't. And you can do an awful lot more now that you couldn't do five years ago. Um, so anyway, um, how about you, Marianne? Do you do you primarily use your phone for calling or do you use it for other things? No, I use it for a lot of things. So I use it for calling, obviously, and texting. But um I use it at work with Be My Eyes. Um I use it for I use it to read. I do not use um my Victor Reader to its fullest, unfortunately. I do have the second gen, but I don't use it as much as I use my phone. Um I I use it for um I have a navigation app that I like. I have um, some games, a couple of games that I, in my real bored downtimes, um, <laughs> play. <laughs> um, I check my email often on my phone, um, and then I might, you know, respond via computer, but I at least am up to date on what's going on. So right. I use it a lot. I use my phone a lot. Mr. Rick is uh, not with us at the moment, so... I use my phone much more now than I did um, before I got the 13. Um, and, And what's changed for me is the amount of battery life that you have with the 13. Um, it, it has fundamentally altered the way that the way that I use my phone. Essentially, I don't think that I can, <clears throat> unless I'm doing pure video, I don't, I don't think I can cause my phone to run down in a day, um, which, which means it doesn't any longer matter what I do. And I don't have to be concerned with um, whether, whether an app is eating battery or not, because it, it just doesn't eat enough. So, <clears throat> Whereas in the past, I would not do a lot of reading on my phone and would instead use something like the Victor Reader Stream to do a lot of that or, or the, the NLS player. Now, I tend 
to do a lot of reading in in various apps on my phone. So um, I use Audible, I use mm-hmm. Bookshare, um, and Bookshare audiobooks as well. Um, uh, and of course, I use uh, and of course I use Bard. Um, and I, I am actually amazed at at how much storing space storage space there is for all of those things. Um, I I've I probably um, don't do as much email as I used to uh, on my phone because I have a. A twenty-character note taker from Hims that I tend to to, to use for email instead, um, because I, I can I can read it out and and can more easily respond to email in particular that way um, rather than rather than using a, a a braille keyboard or a braille display hooked up to my iPhone. Though that, of course, would also be an option, which which I really have not spent the amount of time on that I should have. Um, cause I, I, again, that certainly is a, is, is a, is a whole new option that's out there, um, that, that many people are using. So that will give everybody an idea what some of us do, um, in, in terms of, 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 uh, of iPhones. Paul, you mentioned battery and to illustrate because I, I didn't even think about it when I was talking before. As you know, as many of people know, not everybody, but you guys do, I had an 8. I had an iPhone yes. 8 for like five years. Mm-hmm. Two of them, actually, because the battery died on the first one. They gave me another one for the price of the battery. So I said, shoot, I'll take that. And I did. But I progressively, the last year or so, I had to plan my day based on okay, am I going shopping or am I going to somebody's house or am I doing what? Because then I had to think, okay, I better charge the battery because I don't want to be caught in a position where there's nothing left, and right. then I need to get to Uber to go home. Now it's maybe every two days to three, and then I'm looking at charging it. It's still got ten to fifteen to twenty percent. So the right. battery difference with an iPhone 14 Pro is amazingly different. That's yeah. what I've heard. The bigger the phone, the bigger the battery. The it's incredible. Life. It's wonderful, yeah. actually. Yeah. I, I I looked at 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 battery life in making the decision that I made, which was to buy a thirteen, a straight thirteen, rather than the the thirteen mini. I think it's called um, mm-hmm. because the battery life was just not as good, and and I wasn't prepared to pay the extra money for the thirteen pro. Not because of the money, but because of the size of the phone. It's just too big for um, for us poor, totally blind people for whom the screen doesn't matter. Right. And the SE is about the same as what you're talking about, the 8 letter. It doesn't, it holds a battery for a day. That's it. Yep. And yeah. for me, for me, because there's such battery options, you can get a case for your phone that is a piggyback battery. Oh, I carry a portable battery with me all the time. You're right, right. Um, Brian. But yeah. but you can do it. You can do it in the case or less. Yeah. As I have right here, I was going through my junk drawer and found six power banks. Mm-hmm. Here, yeah. I I keep one in the center console of the family car, so that if anybody complains that they're getting low, 
then I can just toss them this and they can charge up that kind of thing. As well as ports in the car themselves, a more modern car will have USB ports that you can use as charger ports for your device. So we keep a little cluster because we've had a wide variety of phones over the last three years. So we have to make sure that there's long enough cords for people in the back seat and, uh, you know, uh, lightning port cords and uh, C yep. cords and those things. So all that kind of stuff to it. I think power does matter. Also, I have this lovely little um, charging station next to my chair in the living room that will allow me to sit my phone against a slightly leaned back mm -hmm. panel mm -hmm. that charges it by contact, no plugging required. That's what a place for me to drape my uh, Apple Watch for it to get charged and a place mm -hmm. for my ear pods to plug in for them to get charged. So I get all of those. And the base itself is a power bank. So if I needed to travel somewhere, I could take this with me and get all of those functions in one place battery life does absolutely matter in the use of these things and it does only by personal use do you know what your real requirements are in the scheme of things right some of it yep. now that i'm retired i'm i'm not on the road anywhere near as much as i used to be so that battery life you know isn't all that meaningful because i can be plugged in while using it in most places in the house so i think before now, we before we go on to um, Android phones, uh, we we might see uh, over the next thirty seconds or so. He says, talking very slowly. Whether uh, anybody wants to add to our iPhone discussion any issues or concerns or that sort of thing. So, Miss Marianne, do we have we, any? We anyone? do have some hands raised, and just so you know, Paul, we have over forty participants today. I'm in. That's wonderful. Thank you, you guys. Who do we have 16, first? Sixteen six two three. You may, you may unmute. Phone number ending in six two three. Area code six two three. Yes, oh, Joni. I'll bet it's Joni. It is Joni. Hey, right. hello, Joni. Uh, I'm sorry. We said hello. Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> well, I really am calling about um, my blind shell, Classic 2. Uh, I hope I can discuss that now. Um, with telling you first that I tried and tried to learn the iPhone, and I could not do it. I would, people would show me what to do tell me what to do. I would take notes and I couldn't remember how to use it. It was so confusing to me because things would move around and things weren't in the same place as they were before. And I really tried very hard, but I realized I just couldn't do it. So I had heard about the blind shell, um, the first one, but it didn't sound like it really would do what I wanted or needed a phone to do. But 
then about a year ago, a little bit more than a year ago, I heard about the blind shell too. And I called the AT guys and spoke with Michael Babcock, who my sister and I were on the phone together. She, I was living still, is still living in New Jersey. She was in Arizona. Um, but we both called Michael to, we did a three-way talking about the blind shell too. And, oh, I just didn't know. But he told us, he must have spent about three and a half hours on the phone with us. Oh, my explaining goodness. It to us. He was so patient. <laughs> Our questions were so weird. <laughs> but we wanted to know things. So we talked about it, called him back, ordered it. Now, I had been in a nursing home where I was abused, neglected, et cetera, et cetera. And the phone came and didn't know what to do with it. And I knew that I was going to be moving to Arizona, where my sister is, and I did in January. So um, I gave the phone to her, and then in April, and, and it was a very rough move, move for me, very traumatic, and I really couldn't learn anything then. And But in April, I thought I was ready to learn. Well, I found the support that you get for the blind shell, too, is unbelievable. I would call Michael, and I'd say, I don't know how to do this. And he'd say, well, you can do it. And I would record what he told me on my Victor stream, and I did it. So I guess I started learning in April when my sister and I first looked at the phone. Oh, we didn't, didn't have a SIM card. Didn't even know what a SIM card was. And... <laughs> Finally, um, I decided at that point that I was going to use T-Mobile because really um, T-Mobile and the other carriers uh, that work with T-Mobile towers, at that point, that's what people use. Now, some people can use AT&T if they work through different problems they have, but I'm on T-Mobile. They gave me a fantastic price for um, a limited amount of, well, no, um, uh, oh, I can't remember what you, you call it. Uh, yeah, doesn't matter. So no no charges for, for data and that kind of stuff. Uh, right, right, data. That's the word that I wanted. Forgive me, I'm 83, and I don't always remember stuff. But I have this will to learn, learn, yep. learn. So tell us some of the things that you actually do with your with with your phone, Miss Joni. Okay. Okay. Well, I do email. There are a lot of apps on this phone. It's not an iPhone. Well, it sort of comes from the Android 
basis. Yes. But um, it's, I do a lot of email. Nice. I do, sometimes I use it to call people on, mm-hmm. which is, um, it ha- I use the um, YouTube. It has uh, nice. internet radio. It nice. has oh, a lot of different, it has games. I'm not really a game person, mm-hmm. but it does have them. And now, um, do you any Bart do any book reading? Do any book? So do you use well, Bard just, for book reading? No. I really like to use my um, string to read for book yep. reading. Nice. Yes. Um, I was afraid that it would use up too much battery, but actually, the battery life in this blind shell too is fantastic. I'm have to. And I use it a lot, and mm-hmm. I can change. I can charge the battery every three days if I need to. Wow! So what? Uh, what is better about the blind shell two than the iPhone? Well, you don't have to work with a touch screen. It's right. all buttons. Nice. Um, it's very easy to operate. Yes, there's a big learning curve, but once you learn how to use the things, then the apps, I should say, then you use them, and there is always tech support. We have classes. Um, Every Monday, we have a a class called Blind Shell 101 and more. Nice. And then every other Thursday, we have... um, a call that we are on called Talking Points. This is all about the blind shell, too. And if you need any help, you can call Diane. She's the um, the person that is the head of blind shell. Well, she's one of the people who's the head of blindshellusa.com. Diane Ducharms. Um, yep. Yeah, to charge. I couldn't think of her name. Uh, her last name. Um, and you can always call. And there's so. And Michael Babcock always there. And if he and Michael, he Michael works back. for AT guys, right? Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. And I bought the phone from him, but it doesn't seem to matter who you buy the phone from. Michael is always there to help. I got to meet Michael in Louisville. Uh, I was up there for their convention. Michael was there. And uh, I was pretty impressed with uh, with the he, job that he did there. He always, um, he's so patient and so yeah. cheerful about any problems he has. He is. Oh, Michael, I think my phone's broken. What did I do? <laughs> it's not broken. It's fine. Just tell me what's having the, what you're having a problem with. So One does anybody have this, any other? Go, go ahead, Brad. This, this discussion just nails it, I think. And that is that there is not a one-size-fits-all answer to the what shell, what, pardon me, what cell phone ought I to get? We have choice. And that uh, is a do. marvelous thing to have. And they aren't all the same. Some really lean in the direction of, of uh, 
simplicity while others lean in the direction of not just complexity, but, you know, uh, how do I put it, ultra sophistication to the things that they can do and what you're expected to do to make them do those things. And I think that's a huge, huge plus for where we are at this point with cell phones in general. Yeah, I agree. So, Marianne, I think I think I heard you say that Michael Babcock is actually with us. Why don't we see if he wants to talk and tell us what he thinks are the advantages of the of the of this particular phone, the shell phone, too? Suspense. Maybe not. Well, she may have muted herself and is telling us all kinds of wonderful things. Yeah. Um, and they're always so, adding new apps. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, anyway, we really appreciate your call and thank you very much for, for all of the information about uh, cell two, do you use Ira? I've had problems with Ira. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. Well, how are you doing so in I, Arizona? You like the move? Oh yes. Oh, I love the move. I'm about a half a mile away from my sister, and we see each other quite often. And the home that I'm in is wonderful. They're so wonderful to me. Nothing is perfect, including the blind shell, but, you know, you live with it. You try to continually teach people that Mm -hmm. you're not stupid, that you're very independent. Yep. Uh, Now, when you're doing, when you're doing texting, do you dictate or do you, do you type stuff with the, with the keypad? Um, I don't do too much texting because I was having a problem sort ah. of learning it. But um, I I like to dictate. The, the dictation thing is a little iffy, but it really works quite well. And I always go back and check and proofread right. everything that I do anyway. That makes sense. That makes sense. And do you... Um, do you find that the speech is pretty easy to understand for, for all oh, the way very. through? Yeah. Yep. Cool. They have several different voices yep. um, that you can choose. Um, I'm on two email lists. When for the, there are still people that are using the first blind shell uh-huh. and the, uh, and then there's, or Blind Shell Classic too, but I think more and more people are finding out that they have difficulties with the iPhone or the Android, and they come to the Blind Shell too because it's it's just a dream. Oh, cool. Miss so Joni, thank you so I much could... for your call. Well, you, thank you're you very welcome. much. Yep. Bye-bye thank bye you now. for having this. You're welcome. So, Miss Marianne, do Rick, we have are someone you on else? the call? <laughs> we might be the we're only talking. three on this side. Yeah, we're Rick's talking not here. To ourselves. Yeah, Marianne, I don't know where she is. 
and Rick. I'm here. Oh, there you are. Oh, there she is. We Did- have Anisio. And Anisio, you can unmute. Anisio, Mr. Correa, the 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 blind shell instructor. Well, but I tell you, after this testimony, I don't know what else I can say. That was perfect. Um, yep. That was absolutely perfect in terms of the kinds of people that I've been meeting and that, um, you know, no matter what you do, you know, just the whole idea of gest- voiceover gestures are just not intuitive uh, for, for right. them. Uh, I mean, but so, yeah, that was great. That was great hearing hearing from her. I'm surprised you guys didn't talk about the old Nokia's phone with talks and 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 then yes. when N- when NFB came up with a KNFE reader in the phone, what a what a what a! <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought I had the, the the best phone ever. Yep. And then yep. the the Windows phone, the HTC with mobile speak. Oh my gosh! You know when you see yep. it back. Those- those were the two I was mentioning that uh, I tested on mm-hmm. where you had to upload the screen reader into the phone. Correct. That's right. Yep. Yep. And the other uh, one was a Blackberry. Oh, yeah, my God, no, that was fun. I never used that. That was very, very <laughs> Be thankful. Time. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Anisio, what, what has your experience been in terms of the kind of people who fall in love with the blind shell, too? Uh, I think, you know, of course, th- these are the majority of people that I work with anyway, but they tend to be obviously older and definitely adventitiously blind, you know, and so the right. whole idea, it's been so interesting to see what we take for granted, how we use our hands, how we, you know, how we explore a space and um and make a mental picture and then you know develop these gestures i mean that's so foreign for someone who has uh, uh, received a, a experience of vision loss later in life you mm-hmm. know it, it is totally different mm-hmm. um, so and then the other you know the uh, most of the people i work with have a dual sensory loss so they also have a hearing issue hearing impairment and um it 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 just uh you know so that the lack of spatial awareness or or the ability to use your hands and your fingers in order to identify things what happens is as they try a gesture that i teach they already by accident performing other gestures because they touch the phone you know what i mean yep. that creates such anxiety um sometimes that um it, it's really being i mean and I, I don't mean to say that every single person is like that i mean there's a lot of excellent stories just like um this this lady talked about you know with the iphone as well uh, but the issues i see has to do a lot with that with the, the lack of the ability to use your hands and your sense of touch mm-hmm. the way that we you know there have been Blind for a long time. The way we use it. Yep. Any any questions for Anisio, Mr. Brian? Well, you know when, because <laughs> I did many 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 hours of teaching people to use the iPhone, 
And mm-hmm. I couldn't agree with you more that the spatial thing is huge. And also trying to hold down a vocabulary that would allow you to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, what is a flick? What is a tap? What mm-hmm. is a, you know, all those kinds of things. So I, I yeah, I mean, there, there are still some of those terms I don't understand. Yeah, what's the difference? Like between I, a I'm not, I'm not sure swipe. I know what a scrub is. A scrub is another good example. And doing the road. May I please say something? Please go ahead. It's Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, I have never seen. I have retinopathy of prematurity, as we used to call mm-hmm. it, RLS. So I just couldn't. I couldn't get it. I just. Uh, I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. So I'm very thankful that. So I'm not one of these people that has lost their sight later in life right. or anything like that. That goes I'm my theory, John. I, what? That goes my theory, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, again, if I ever found two blind people that were exactly alike, right. I'd, I'd right. drop over in a dead faint. No right. question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, and and okay. again, there are people out there who, uh, well, for any number of reasons, you know, there are sighted people who cannot, no matter how much they try, read a map. Yeah. It's just, oh, yeah. it's, it's somehow or other, they're not wired in that phase, in that fashion. And that, that matters a lot in teaching uh, and learning a new skill, whatever it might be. I'm curious. Uh, yep. Did you have trouble, uh, Tony, in learning any other thing during your life that other people seem to pick up and you struggled with? Um, I'm looking for a pattern. Math. 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 There uh, you go. Algebra. But it yeah. was so difficult because I was using a tailor slate. I was in a, a, I was mainstreamed in a high school where they really didn't want me, but I, I didn't do too well in my first couple of years, but my senior year, I shined with everything because they were putting me in the classes with the not so bright kids. And mm-hmm. when they realized that I was a reader and that I um, I really was interested in learning, but I was a teenager. Then they put me in classes where I could be with people my yep. own of my and, own, and yeah, people who people who who knew lots. Yep, I get that. Right, right. you brought but it now, to my eye mentioning I, the Taylor Slate. I I had yeah. one of those for yeah, me too, years, many years. Oh, you hurt so, your fingers on them. Oh, you do. But I wanted to tell you guys now that I've been, I used to use a computer years ago, but I got very sick and I sort of forgot how, but I just got a computer. I'm learning to use it. And my I learned to use the e-reader. So my mind is not dead, guys. No, my it's not. That's not pretty amazing. Rip. Good job, Miss Joni. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yep. So, Miss Miss Marianne, we we had uh, we we had thought about seeing if if um 
if Michael Babcock wanted he is to talk unmute. with us. Yes, he is unmuted. And you have just so you're aware you have 11 hands raised and Michael is unmuted. I mean, Michael, hey, Michael. can unmute. Hello, thanks for hey, having me. Uh, appreciate it. I just hung up on my wife, so I'll deal with the consequences of that later. And <laughs> I, I am uh, pretty fond of working with Joni and the Blind Shell Phone. The Blind Shell mm -hmm. Phone is is definitely not perfect, but I really like how Nisio had had brought up the spatial awareness. And when I sit back and think about it, it's something that that. I take for advantage, I think, and a lot of us do. I use the Nokia N72s and, and some of the LG phones where you had to remember yep. how many times to press up or down sometimes. You did. And the nice thing about the blind shell is everything talks to you, so you don't have to remember. But I already have experience with knowing, hey, menus are vertical, so you press up to go back in the menu or down to go forward. And someone who's never had that experience with uh, maybe not looking at the phone in the past or maybe never using that type of phone uh, probably struggles with it. But one thing that I will give the blind shell uh, that I think is is super amazing, and I wish more mainstream manufacturers would explore this. If you as a blind individual have to put your phone into recovery mode and go in and reset your phone because something is broken, no, hopefully most users don't have to do that. But the fact is with the blind shell phone, it uses eSpeak and that menu reads. So you can go make a full backup of your phone independently. You can restore that backup. You can erase your phone. You can even reinstall the entire operating system if you needed to. And having that flexibility is super convenient. That is pretty cool. And um, is, is there, are there other things that you have found, uh, and, and, and for full disclosure, you work for AT guys, so are there other things that you guys have found are really attractive ab about uh, the, the, the blind shell twos? Yep. So, uh, yeah, I should have started with that. Full disclosure, work for AT guys. Don't get paid by Blind Child directly. Uh, so right. I think the biggest thing that that brings people to the Blind Shell platform or makes people look at them is the, the physical buttons. And mm -hmm. Blind Shell even can be a little bit more complicated. Uh, on the Unmute show that we do on Tuesdays back in November, mm -hmm. we had uh, the RAS Mobility team who came and talked about the Mini Vision 2 phone, which mm -hmm. is a very lightweight phone. It's a very simple interface. It has an up, down, left, and right arrow keys and a couple of other um, keys on it. But the phone won't let you do more than make calls, send or receive messages, maintain an address book, do alarms, and I believe there's a calendar on there in settings. And for a lot of users who just want to be able to make phone calls or stay in touch with loved ones, the, something like the Mini Vision 2 might be a better fit. And mm -hmm. price is important, especially now. The Blind Shell Classic 2 comes in at 489 US, and mm -hmm. that is that gives you all the functionalities that the Blind Shell uh, that the blind shell is capable of, but the mini vision two comes in at 130 cheaper at 149 or 349, if I can talk, mm -hmm. and uh, 349 for just a phone that, that you could get for maybe a a family member who needs to be able to stay in contact with you, but doesn't need BART on their phone or doesn't need to, to browse the web on their phone because they have other devices or tools to do that. So, this the 349 phone is. Uh is an Android phone? I believe it is. I'm not certain what the underlying technology is, but right. it, it is a very simple up and down menu structure um, that it's based on. And 
can it and does it work for all the carriers or only on particular ones? If you know, I believe it works on all of the carriers except for Verizon. I could be wrong on that. One thing that yeah. Raz Mobility does that the other companies do not do, which is a struggling point, is they will send you the phone with an activated Mint Mobile SIM card already in the phone, so you don't nice. have to struggle with putting that SIM card in the phone. And little things like that are kind of nice uh, to to for the customer experience. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Now there 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 is another um push button phone that's out there. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Um that that other people are selling. Do you remember um Michael? It's not a push button. There's a the real Sam which is yeah, called real I, Sam, right? Yeah, I think that's what I was thinking about. You can, uh, only, you can only you can only talk to it. It's it only responds to voice prompts. Interesting. Yeah, Double Tap uh, did a podcast interview with the team last week. I forget what day exactly. If someone's interested in hearing more, it does. It'll only you can only engage with it with your voice, and there's no buttons on the phone, I believe, uh, and it's a touchscreen. It's very expensive, yeah. right? isn't it? Thirteen hundred dollars or fourteen hundred dollars? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty expensive. So, so yeah. I'm curious. You know, there was a point in time where you could get a screen overlay for your iPhone that had dots embossed on it in key locations. Right. Um, tried it, found that it was more trouble than it was worth because I am much more a touch and flick kind of person right. than I am a finger explorer kind of person in general i'll do finger explorer when i'm trying a new app but uh a dot that's mostly where it should be but not exactly where it is in your particular configuration always struck me as kind of a a hit or miss kind of thing for these things didn't at guys sell those michael we did. We do sell them. They're the speed dots. I was. Uh, I, I right. had some uh, yeah. music uh, inadvertently playing yeah. in the background. Didn't want copyright stuff. Uh, so th- we do sell those. They are ten dollars a piece, and they do come in four different models. Probably the most popular one that people are interested in is a phone keypad layout because that's where a lot of people. Sh- struggle when coming to the iPhone is finding the numbers to enter their bank account uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, I never, I never used them either. But I think, I think there's no good reason why I never used them. Um, Marianne, did any of you guys use the the keypads, the the dots? I've never used the dots. No. No. Lair? No. Had had never even thought of doing it. Yep. No. I'll throw one more thing out there that some people may not have thought of with the phone layout. If you're using Mm -hmm. a tool like Boss Jock or Backpack Studio, uh, once you get comfortable with where the four is and what cart that aligns to, it could give you a tactile way of triggering parts on different apps too. So it really comes down to your use case and and how you want to use that on your phone. Yeah. The the other thing is I I ended up um, completely rearranging my my home screen and and other screens so that 
so that I knew where, uh, so that the, the ones, that the apps that I used the most, I wanted to be on the right or left-hand side. So I was looking at vertical rows as often as I was looking at, at stuff going across so that I could very quickly know exactly what I was hitting when. And that made a big difference for me anyway. Yeah, it does. And and we had a we did a lot of that. The the four most valuable pieces of real estate is upper left, upper right, lower left, and lower right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can put your finger in that corner and slide it up to you hear what you want or slide it down and yep. you're done. Right. So you put your four things planted there. And like you said, you can then fill in the blanks in between as well. I organize mine more as a matter of I have way too many apps. So I created folders for similar apps, but left the app in that category that I use the most outside of it. And mm-hmm. so going left to right, there'd be four folders. And below the first folder was the most uh, frequently used app in that category. So under uh, Site Assist, that's where my IRA link is under site assist. While be my eyes well, and others are inside. To, to, to be folder. clear, to be clear, you mean inside your site assist is is your well, IRA? Yeah. No. Yeah. No negative. I have no. Okay. Everything inside assist folder except IRA and IRA. I have outside of the folder just below that folder on the screen. Got it. So in my stream services, I've got lots of features there, but the streaming service I use the most is Netflix. And so just below that folder icon on the screen is my net, my Netflix icon. So, you know, it's a matter of mentally orienting yourself to your uh, yeah, process and doing that kind of thing, and it's worked out well, well for and- me. But again, that's driven by having an unreasonable quantity of apps, right, on on the device. You know, right. I know, I think, go ahead, Anisha. I think what's interesting uh, to me as I meet different people is how many people, and I'm curious if Brian and Michael have found this. How many people they think they are using? The computer, the, the computer, the the iPhone's accessibility piece, but they're really using Siri. They're just interacting with the phone with voice. And, yep. um, and oh and yes, without really being familiar or or comfortable with voiceover. Yeah, I think there are a lot of people who are like that, and 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 I, I, all of us, all of us get lazy. Oh, um, and question. and and it's and it's amazing um some of the results there there are there's a whole message thread um going around now that that is entirely wrong it's it's trying to say um oh i'm going to forget it now um but it, it it the spelling is completely wrong and it, and it and it says something that it absolutely doesn't mean and that's the subject of the thread which has now gone viral uh, all over one of the ACB lists. When I, when I was working before retiring, working with transitioning uh, young people from high school to college, and of course, everybody yep. smartphones, and 
And uh, I mean, one of the things I insisted with them so much is, you know, you get the, every time you get a, a text message that is just a, uh, a run-on sentence with no punctuation, uh, you, you could tell this must be a blind person. And I said, yep. you don't want to yeah. be seen like that yep. because it really, it, it's not a good image. Michael, do you guys sell? I, I don't know if you're still here, but do you guys sell a lot of um, of Android phones or not? No, we don't sell anything really to do with Android. The only product right. that we work, sell that would work with Android is the Orbit, right? <clears throat> but that's not even right. uh, phone related. Right. Interesting. Okay. Um, so well, I really appreciate you being here tonight, Michael. It, it's, yeah. It's, Thank it's you, very Michael. Helpful. Can I just ask Michael a question? So sure. Michael, is this your real voice or, or not? <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know. How much did they pay me to be here? For those of you who didn't hear, that was an amazing uh, demonstration of how you can really fake your voice, really, with this with the technology. It's a little scary, but it was very, very... I mean, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done the difference. That's where did you hear cool. this? I missed it. Uh, where was it, Michael? It's, yep, so it's called Unmute Presents. Unmute. It's a podcast that we did. And uh, two weeks ago, there was an episode called What is Reality? And it's a five-minute story that I had chat GPT generate about a blind person using AI. And uh, the voices was one of the pre-recorded voices that's available on Eleven Labs and a computer-generated version of my voice that had a conversation. So if you find Unmute Presenting your favorite podcast platform, you can go listen to What is Reality? <laughs> reality. Well, and I, and I suspect a lot of us will. <laughs> yes. Thanks. And Thank we you, are you going too. to, in Lua, have a two-part presentation during the convention on uh, AI and what it means for the future of blindness-related activities, including text-to-speech uh, for audiobooks and many, many, many other things. So. Don't be surprised if I call you and ask if you might be interested in participating on a panel here or there. Very good. Um, so, Marianne, let's take a couple more hands since there probably are a bunch, and 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 I guess we're we're kind of taking calls on 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 whatever people want to talk about at the moment because we've gotten kind of out of our flow. Yes, exactly. Go with the flow. Carla has her hand raised. Carla. Hey, Carla. Hello, can you hear me? You can. Yep. We can. It's okay. McMurray. Yes, I'm the great metropolis of McMurray, and I have called to sing the praises of Blind Shell. I have one. I do not even have any desire for an iPhone anymore. I got an iPod Touch. And, um, you know, I was able to do some apps and thanks to AT guys and the, the bump dots, those dots were really great. But I said to myself, if I have to make a phone call on this thing, forget it. And the other thing I didn't like was having everything on one device. So instead, now I've got the shell and um, I, I do um, a lot with the shell. 
but I still have my Victor stream and I don't want everything in my phone. And I was like, um, I'm like Joni, those gestures are just not intuitive to me. And um, I like the, I like having my cell phone that I can push the buttons. And at the same time, I can go over to the, the iPod touch and do some apps. And like, if somebody asks me about something, I'm on the phone. It's not this constant switching back and forward. I can have the phone, you know, I'd be talking on the phone and then explaining to them and going to the, you know, the, the touch or whatever other device I have mm-hmm. to go to and don't have to do this, this confounding going back and forth and worrying about gestures so i think now there there are probably a few people um who don't know what an ipod touches so why don't you tell them what that device is and why you like it well i um it's basically an iphone without the phone you can do all Mm -hmm. the apps and you can do things like that and you can even call ira on it and before i had the shell um, you know, I could call, I, I called Ira on it. You can talk to Siri. You can have it identify songs. You can do all the things you wanted the phone to do except make a phone call. And I'm saddened that they're not making it anymore. I'll keep using it as long as I can use the apps that are there, but they're not making the iPod touch anymore. And I, I'm very saddened about that, but it's, it's a great little device, but I'm so grateful that I do not have to use a touch screen to make a phone call. It is just so much more efficient for me to have my push buttons. And I'm one, not ashamed of the, One of the interesting things about the iPod Touch was that it started out much smaller than it actually is now. Yeah, yeah I think you're thinking maybe about the Nano, the one where you could store all no. the Exactly. Nope. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, and again, again, right now it's pretty much based on form factor of an iphone yes uh pretty darn close anyway well i'm glad that again i get this need to kind of separate things a bit it's it's kind of how we learn in general right we compartmentalize things a bit just to keep from being drowned by uh, drinking through a a fire hose for things Mm -hmm. And, and i do i do respect that part of things our friend uh jonathan mosen has fully eliminated almost all external gadgets from his life and using the iPhone for virtually everything he does. And that's at least driven primarily for him by the fact that he travels all the time, all yes. the time. Yes. And carrying along with you five things, uh, each of which excel at what they, that one thing they do, or using one thing and making a bit of sacrifice as to the complexity of moving between those activities is something that works for his lifestyle. Right. right. And I just and, wish and people could be more tolerant of each other. I hate to say this, but there are a lot of people that have iPhones that are snobs. Well, if you'd get an iPhone, you know, iPhone this, iPhone that. And, you know, I just have to remind them everybody has different learning styles. Everybody has different needs, different folks for different strokes, you know, or different strokes exactly. for different folks. I got it backwards, but that's, you know, but, but really, um, it, it, it's just so that that's all I want to say. And I think that's what we have to be patient with one another and understanding and open minded. And um, I, I think there's a place for all of it myself. I really do. 
And the other thing that bothers me about having everything on my phone is, heaven help me if that phone crashes. You know, you've lost everything. You haven't just lost your phone. You've lost your talking books. You've lost this. You've lost that. Well, if the touch crashes, okay. So I don't have those few apps. You know what I mean? If the, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? If everything is sure. on one device, boom, you're done. And by the if, way, yep. every device has an implode button. And that's the first thing I ask. Where's the implode <laughs> button on this thing? You know what I mean? So that's, that's I'm all not I sure heard. I want to define that. Well, you no, want to well, know where so it is, so you, don't, you want to find it so that you don't inadvertently hit it. See, that's what I want to know. There you why. go. Okay. But I just wanted to tell you I'm enjoying this call. Well, thank you for calling. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate yep. it. Miss Marianne. We have Pam Coffey. Hey, Pam. Hello. Well, hey, I am the exact op- I'm the exact opposite. I do just about everything on my iPhone. I love it. Um, I really did not have a problem with the learning curve, um, the gestures. Um, I I understand that a lot of people do. Um, I very rarely use Siri, by the way. I only use her if I need to ask a question in a hurry and don't have the time to try to look it up or don't know where to look it up. But um, I do use the speed dots. I love it. It makes typing go faster. And I have no problem with um, exploring on my screen with the speed dots there. Um, I, I have, I've never had a problem with that. I don't have an, uh, a Lady A. I don't have a... Um, Oh, all those other, the Google Home or whatever that thing's called. And a lot right. of speakers, yeah. Smart speakers, uh, yeah. I just, I've just never felt a need for all those other devices. And heaven help you if they all start talking against each other at the same time and you wish they'd all shut up. <laughs> Got a I point. Have no, I have known people who accidentally set off their Lady A simply because they asked their iPhone to do something uh, and vice versa. But um, but I love the iPhone. And um, for the one who doesn't know what a scrub is, called the basic That's... iPhone class on ACB community, not this coming Saturday, but the following Saturday, and we'll tell there you, you what a scrub is and how to do well, it. Well, thank you. Yes, and I so, appreciate that. Yes, I, and and um, I have I've I too have a gazillion apps. Um, yep. I have folders, um, all that sort of stuff, and and um, you know my my poor iPhone never gets a break. So, so which one do is, you currently have? That's I have the my SE. I have the SE twenty twenty. I just yep. got the SE twenty twenty third generation. Yeah, got it. <clears throat> Mostly because I needed more memory, and right. <clears throat> excuse me. Also, uh, a slightly improved camera, but it uh-huh. looks and feels exactly like my previous one. That'll so probably you guys, be what my next phone is if when I have yeah. to replace mine. Gotcha. You guys still have home buttons. 
Yes. Yes. And that's specifically why I chose to go that direction. I love me a home button. So do I. <laughs> Just, yeah. I, and I've taught, I've I, used, etc. cetera, the, yeah. the whole swipe up method for, for accessing those things. But uh-huh. to me, as long as I got a button, I'm going to stick with a button. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And, uh, Ms. and Pam, I much thank you very prefer, much. And I much prefer touch ID to the idea of face ID. You, yep. you, you have to take your phone out of your pocket or your purse or your whatever and hold it up to your face. And you're sure. wearing a mask. It may not recognize you, you know, all that stuff. And I love the touch ID. Yep. And, and, and by the way, for those who may not know, touch ID means using fingerprints. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. Miss Pam, thank you very much. I love this, I love this call. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. You're welcome. Miss Marianne. We have Liz. Hey, Liz. All right. How are y'all doing? We're hanging doing all right. Okay, so I'm going to bring you way back to yesteryear. I had a screenless <laughs> phone. And it was great. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, yeah. And um, I got real fast on it, too. Um, and I'm going to sort of... What I, was it called? A what phone? I, it I'm was a screenless phone. They, uh, oh, screenless. Swedish company sold them. Yep. And they yep. had... Everything yeah. was tactical. Tactile. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And um, all the little... Like it had a, a half square that went back and it and it looked like a, I don't know and a, it had a backwards L, the forward mm-hmm. one had yep. a frontwards square, and then it had yep. little arrows that went down. So I did that. I've taught several different kind of phones. Um, I've used uh, the blind shell. I didn't teach it. I've set up a lot of them, um, mm-hmm. and Androids a little. Um, mm-hmm. And I, when I use, when I saw people struggling, what I did was I helped them use accessories, and it helped a little bit. It didn't help. You mean anymore. like, like keyboards and that sort like of thing? keyboards, um, headsets, uh, microphones. Um, yep. And then I'd look around. They do still make. It's horrendously expensive. The that Rivo keyboard thing which a yep. lot of people were using for a long time for the push buttons. Yep. And so, and I agree with everybody that you have to, I always told my students that if whatever you have works for you, don't change it. Yep. Because that's you, your preference. You use an iPhone right now, do you not, Miss Bowden? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and with and, Braille displays. Right. And and which iPhone do you have? The SE third model you know the, le- yeah. the newest one everybody <laughs> i couldn't not have my home button my hands Every- shake just enough so that when you yep and also my brain doesn't catch up with my hands enough so that when you drag up my brain yeah. on the first one when it sounds like the third one right yep. so, i never Excellent. lift it up fast <laughs> enough to get home right so it was just not and you can use the side button for most of the home things but um that just is hard for so many people including Mm me so but i've I've used almost you know a lot of the ones i had a nokia 
I'm still in mourning for my flip phone. <laughs> it, it's everybody laughs at me, but it's I mean I really miss it still. It was great. It wasn't until we gave up flip phones that we started butt dialing people. That's you know <laughs> when it was closed, it was closed, and you weren't going to accidentally push a button. Except for the ones they had those the later Nokia's that had oh, the thing yes. on the camera on the front yeah. where you could unless you knew how to disable it it would dial something it had one of those little bitty screens on the front yes it did <laughs> before you flipped it open yeah miss um, Bowden, thank you very much for your call my you're dear. welcome we appreciate it appreciate this has it. been fun yep excellent miss marianne and marcia hey marcia Marsha's coming down. John. Marsha. <laughs> <laughs> that will Marcia, probably Marcia, take me Marcia. back. I, 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 bet, I bet Larry remembers that, though. John and Marsha. Hello. Can you hear me now? There yes, she is. Can. Now we can. We hey, Marsha. Oh, hi, Larry and, and everybody. And uh, anyway, I just wanted to reiterate what everybody said about the uh, about the blind shell, too. I, I love the phone. And what really I've been on the fence about getting the phone for quite a few months. And what really pushed me over the edge is I went on a Florida trip back in November and I took my laptop. And I got down to Florida, and my email program decided it wasn't going to work. Mm. So when I got home, I decided that I was going to get the phone, the, the blind shell. And it's wonderful. I use it for email. I use it for texting. I have the Bard player. Uh, as Joni said, the YouTube uh, app is wonderful i haven't done a whole lot with it but it is so accessible and i want to thank michael babcock as well as diane ducharme who is who works uh with the uh she's a an, i guess she's an employer employee of um blind shell yep and it's just it's a wonderful phone it's the phone of my dreams and uh <laughs> I've been telling my family for years and years, I don't want a smartphone. I don't want a tap dance. I don't want to flip. I don't want to <laughs> swipe. I don't want to scrub. Well, I scrub dishes. I don't want to scrub on the phone. Gotcha. So that's, that's why I, I decided to get the phone. And it's the best decision I've made in 2022. Well, excellent. Go. Well, I'm pleased for you. That's excellent. That's well, thank you thank very you, much. Guys. For you're, your you're call, Miss Marsha. Pardon? Thank you Thanks very for much your for your call. Oh, you're very welcome. Excellent. Miss Marianne. Me? Hello. Can I be heard? Yeah. You can. Oh, good. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So I have a little story here going back a little ways. In 2018, I went to the convention in St. Louis and I got my first iPhone in 2012, and I have never, even now, although the iPhone is what I use, I have never been a lover of a touch screen. I'll just say mm -hmm. that. So in 2018, I was at the St. Louis Convention, and all of a sudden, I heard someone talking about a phone 
that had a screen and push buttons. And I went and looked at it and I thought, oh, I'd love to have this phone. This would just be perfect. It would be the answer to all things. But I didn't get it that year. It's like, well, I'll hold off and see. Well, in 2019, I went to Rochester. I think I've got the right places for the conventions. And it was there again. And it's like, okay, I have held out for a whole (laughs) year. I'm going to buy this phone. So I did. Um, It was the iVision 2 for anyone who may not know. I Mm -hmm. don't even know if they're still making it or not. And I was so excited about it. Came home. Uh, went to a carrier that I could use it with, got it set up, and it just, it was, it was Android, and I found out and was a little concerned about this, that it, the Android platform that it was on was Android 6, and I think by then they were up to 10, and they weren't updating it every time Android got updated, so that was a concern. Anyway, it turned out that while it was nice to have the buttons, I was having major problems with it. And I, I tried for about three months and then I did go back to the iPhone and I'm, I'm like you, Brian, I have to have a home button. Got to have my home button. Um, so I'm using an iPhone SE2 now and I've considered even possibly getting the blind shell because I think the, I think the only thing that I wouldn't be able to do on the blind shell, but I would really miss this now that so many places deliver groceries. I'm not sure if you can do Instacart and the Kroger app and the Walmart app and those kinds of things on the blind shell. So I would miss those, but boy, if I could do all those things, I'd give up my iPhone for a blind shell in a heartbeat, but the iVision 2 just didn't quite get it. And like I said, I don't know if they even still make it, but yeah go. i don't think um i think you actually you actually can probably um do those things with the with the blind show because there is there is a what what amounts to a um uh web browser app so you probably can oh okay i right. might have it's to call mike tomorrow app. and find out <laughs> right it's not a, you wouldn't be using separate apps for those things. You'd use the web no. browser to use the web, the web interface for right. each one of those services. Correct. Certainly okay. doable. Certainly Interesting. Doable. I might have to investigate it. Thank you. Yep. Take a You're look. welcome. And thanks for your call. Sure. We have it's Jane. Very, yeah. We have Jane. Jane. There you go, Jane. After Jane will talk a little bit, Brian, I think about uh, about uh, the Android phones in general and some of Jane. the pros and cons that they have. Back, we might do it now. <laughs> when I hear the word, the name Jane, two things come to mind. Who would you partner up with somebody Oops. named Jane? Dick. I arrived. Ah, oh, there she is. There you are, Jane. I, I arrived Tarzan. late to the party. I know. Uh, I appreciate this call, and I miss you, and I don't get to hop in here on Tuesdays. I think about it a lot. But I want to know a couple of things. What are the, I heard you say, E-dots or something? 
And I surmised that they were guideline dots to put on your cell phone. Correct. Yeah, they're it, you, you know it's the screen cover. It's a peel and stick screen cover you put on the face of your iPhone that okay. have raised dots, and they're they're I would say they're more the size of a lock dot dot than they are a braille dot. They're not nearly so pronounced mm-hmm. as that. So you can slide over them with your fingertip easier than if those were truly braille size kind of dots Um, and it it means that you can put on there something so you know where the back button is likely to be where the i just i just am trying to really orient myself to the screen and go hunting when i hold it i will put my iphone in my left hand Mm-hmm. Um, and my thumb and my little finger are on the iPhone about halfway up, and my taller fingers are on the top, so I space them out so I have a sense of where things are. I don't have a home button. I really mm-hmm. do miss that, but I just, you know, say a naughty you're, word. You're the first person tonight, aside from me, who doesn't have uh, a home button. Everybody else seems to be sticking with home buttons. No. I don't have one either. Oh, good. Because I've got a 14 Pro. We'll have to go yeah. live under a bridge. No yeah. Home. But anyway, I'm, I'm valuing your conversation a lot about all of this stuff. So I have to go find out where the scrub is, too. I'd like to scrub my phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been told where you, where you have to I, tune in. I know. It's I a, know. A, a week from Saturday. Yes. Yes. I love all your right. description of using your fingers as a mm. way to set yourself a, a, if you will, a, a, really a point helps. from which to divide everything else. I always yep. tell my students, put your index finger just below the power button and your thumb just below the volume down button. Yep. That's then good put your, your other two fingers, not the pinky, but the other two, about a finger's breadth from where you put your index finger. That way you can swipe from just under your thumb to yep. just under your index finger and not hit your fingers in the process. Right. You yep. me? So it makes yep. and And one of the hardest things for people to learn about touchscreens is how much of what you do is in the center of the phone. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yep. you have to picture yourself on a dance floor and get out in the middle. There you yep. go. Well, thank you for calling. Thanks, Miss Jane. Yeah, bye-bye. Yep, so let's talk just a bit about Android phones. Um, I think the big difference that that iPhones made was that suddenly you had this whole class of phones that used exactly the same operating system and where it didn't matter what model you bought, it was it was going to behave the same way because the whole operating system was kind of standardized. Even today, um, in 2022, that is not the case with Android phones. Uh, Android's certainly an operating system similar to iOS, but each of the manufacturers of Android phones 
have their particular brand of Android and their particular characteristic orientations and elements that they build in to their particular um, devices. And therefore, there, there is not the same standardization on Android phones that, that operates um, for iOS. And that's, that's true to a degree with speech, but it's virtually always true with Braille, where you really have to, if you're, if you're going to involve yourself with Braille and Android phones, you really have to um, learn a whole new app called Brailleback, which is the, the one that is primarily being used now um, for Android phones. Brian, do you want to add anything else about the general characteristic of Android phones? I would say there's two things to know about Android phones. One is the operating system, Android, is an open source platform. Unlike mm-hmm. iOS, which is in a closed system. Nobody makes a third-party Apple phone. No, it's not possible because of the nature of the closed system. So that gives both a positive and a negative aspect for Androids because designers can choose to leave out some things to make it faster, can choose to add on things, to give it more abilities to do things, all based on the architecture of the device they're putting it on. And that's that's pretty significantly positive and negative at the same time. Uh, you can find yourself, as uh, the young lady was saying just a moment ago, with, but it has the older operating system on it, and they're not updating it kind right. of thing. So you find yourself much more in that case with Android devices than you do Apple devices. Right. You may curse and, the latest update. Right. And, <laughs> but, and, it, but and it's not, not just phones either. It, it can be no. note takers as well. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So you've got that as an aspect. The other negative and positive at the same time is because it's an open architecture, there are literally hundreds of choices for phones that use it. hundreds of things. And uh, so there's a lot more buying decision involved in it. And when you move from one phone, I'm talking about physical device itself, from one phone to another, you're going to have a little bit more of a learning yes. curve as part of that whole yeah. moving on. There's not that no question. consistency that goes on in things. And, and the other thing to keep in mind is the number one operating system for phones in the world is Android. Yep. Apple isn't even close. But in the United States, it's pretty much the inverse of that. Uh, you know, it's like 80% of phones out there, uh, cell phones are are Apple phones and 20% Android, something along those right. lines. And it's but a price it, difference. It's a right, huge it thing between it these is. two things. An Android phone you can get for a song. Uh, well, that's not so with the iPhone. And I think the other thing that we should probably say is 
The other characteristic of an Android phone, because it's an open operating system, is instead of having a few email programs, for example, as the iPhone does, there may be three or four hundred different email programs in the Play Store, which is what Android calls their place where you where you buy their stuff. And um, so even if you find on a smartphone that you've bought that the email program that they provide doesn't work well, you can often find uh, an Android email program that does work well, which you can move on to your phone. Yes, absolutely true. Now, you can do the same kind of thing on your iPhone. If you do you not can. like the calendaring function on your iPhone, right. you can get, uh, what's it called? Something, Cal. <laughs> I decided not to do it myself. But anyway, there are ways to do that. But it's much more prevalent on Android-based Androids, phones yep. that people right. opt to use a different app, right. which means you can tailor it to your likes. You can. You absolutely and, and, can. And, and, and you, can, you can often find stuff that, that can even be more accessible um, than, than the iPhone is sometimes um, oh, yeah. if, if you find the right apps. Exactly. And there yep. is a strong community of accessibility related eye, you know, visually impaired Android users out there. And they tend, in my experience, to be uh, power users. Yes. And, Uh, and to be, and to be pretty prepared to be helpful as well. Yes. Yep. The other, the other thing about them is there, while there are those who did some research and all that kind of stuff on feature-based and all that kind of stuff, I would say there's not many Apple users who are doing so because they don't like Android companies. But there's an awful lot of Android users who made the decision because they hate Apple. Yep. You know, it's a... I don't know. I don't know whether I'd call it a political decision, but it certainly is strongly weighted. Yeah, and, and, I, and I and I don't know if we if if we'll eventually hear from some Android um, users who will tell us why they don't Android like users. Apple. Yep. Raise your yep. hand if you're an Android user, and let's hear from you. <laughs> anyway, now, who I got was, I was oh, sorry. Yeah. Brian, go it. ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say that back in the day. Yeah. Um, I got uh, called in to Google as they were working on the Android operating system. And the uh, you mentioned that the Braille interface is called Brailleback. Touch. Yep. Brailleback, right? Brailleback. And the mm-hmm. screen reader was Talkback. Yes. And they were trying to come up with gestures without copycatting yep. what. Apple had already done, and a more confusing set of gestures you can't imagine. Imagine a hash hash sign or or number sign, right? Two vertical lines, two horizontal lines, like tic tac toe. Yep. yep. And each shape you could make had a different meaning. There was down and to the left, 
down and to the right, up and to the left, up and to the right. And to the right. There was down, over, and up, uh, right to left, down, left to right. All, all of those shapes had a command associated with them. Yep. And all of them were single finger. You didn't put more than one finger on the screen at a time. And you had a lot more space to make the gesture. But the mm-hmm. only way you remember the gesture is brute force. Yes. Just yep. simple brute force. <clears throat> anyway, that's that's my my thoughts. Any hands up for Android? You do, as soon as you said that, Norma raised her hand, and I have allowed her to speak. So, Norma. Hey, Norma. Andrew, Android user. You may unmute. Please speak to us, Norma. It's an opera. Norma is an opera? It is. Hi, guys. Hey, I'm here. Hi. There she is. Hi. Hey, Norma. Um, oops, excuse me. Um, all I've ever used is Android for about eight years. Um, uh-huh. I would never presume to speak about iPhones at all um, because I don't use them and I don't know them. Um, gotcha. Why do you like so, Android phones? Uh, First of all, um, I think, I think. Well, for me, it was just cost, and not a need cost, but a want cost. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a mid-range Android phone that uh, does everything I need it to do, and I got it for four hundred dollars. Um, yep. I can stream whatever. I use. <clears throat> You know, probably a lot of what people use. Um, and, uh, you know, if uh, if Hims or whoever choose to put Android, a version of Android in their uh, device, um, yep. I don't see why that's. Well, you, I think we all know why they do it, because they wouldn't be able to sell the device if they had to use iOS. I mean, it would be so prohibitively expensive, I imagine. Um, Again, you can't license iOS. You simply can't. Yeah, they won't do it. While, right. while you well, can right. with, with Android. Right. Um, so really, there's no such thing. There's no such thing as a third-party Apple device. None. Right. Right. So, so which model did you say of Android phone are you using? I use, right now, I use a Pixel 3a. And how old is that? Um, they're up to seven. Nice. Okay. I get and my money's worth out of my phones. I understand. That's excellent. And the, who's your carrier, if I may ask? Um, Google Fi. Okay. I don't think I've ever heard anybody tell me I'm they a were nerd. on Google Fi. I'm a geek. No, no, I'm that's fine. That's user, perfectly I'll admit. <laughs> That's great. And the screen, you're using the screen reader function or are you using the Braille interface? I use TalkBack. You nice. use TalkBack, okay. Yeah, and I do have the Humanware e-reader, but I've, I've, never, I've never just sat down to try it. I understand it does now work with Android. It didn't originally uh, when it launched, but... Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't have any experience with that. But I use 
I use so TalkBack, and I don't know what it. Flick means, yeah. and I don't know what Swipe means, and I don't know what the rotary thing and why it's a problem, <laughs> and I don't know why the, there's a thing about the home button. Um, <laughs> I don't understand a lot of it, but that's okay. I understand Android. So I'm going to now, continue to pummel you with questions, if you don't mind. I will try my best to answer. When you answer a phone call, let's just start with the phone functions. When you answer a phone call, how do you do it? Two fingers swipe up. And when you hang up, how do you hang up? Power button. And if you have a call coming in, a call waiting situation, how do you move, put somebody on hold and uh, take the other call? Well, I'm ashamed to admit it, but I've never had that happen. Oh, that's not a problem. <laughs> I'm just go, going through the regular list of things. Sure. How do you access your voicemail? Um, well, there's a few ways I can do it. I can access it through the native phone app on the phone. Mm -hmm. um, there's a little thing down in the corner. It says voicemail and how many you know messages, if there are any. Um, I can also um, actually uh, dial the the, um, the the shortcut, the speed dial or whatever it's called. I don't really use that, though. Mm -hmm. um, and then I can also ask the g dude to open my voicemail yep there you go now you mentioned one screen gesture the two finger swipe up mm -hmm. can you tell us a couple of other screen gestures you do oh um make uh make a capital letter l start at the top of the screen down and right uh, down and left, down and up, or up and right, up and left. Um, um, so the hashtag description I gave earlier, where the shapes were designed to go with one, two, three, four, five, mm -hmm. six, seven, eight, nine basic shapes that you draw on the screen with a single finger. How do you remember what down and left does? versus down and right. Is there any relationship between those two gestures? Um, not that I could say. Um, There's one I back just, and one if forward? I, if or... I don't remember it right, I just cancel it and try another gesture. I'm getting a little Got older it. these days, you know? So <laughs> that happens. I don't remember them so well. <clears throat> so do you, do, what do you use your phone for? I'm, I'm Phone calls, I know, but what else do you use it phone, for? Phone, text, banking, uh -huh. um, um, tune in, uh, nice. Sirius XM, V Radio. Nice. Um, I have uh, I have my password uh, manager. I use RoboForm. I right. have that on there. Um, I have a college basketball app that has scheduling and gambling odds. I also have one of those for college football. Um, Geez, what am I missing? Oh, of course, Envision, Ira, Be My Eyes. Um, da, da, da. Nice. That's <laughs> the yes. ones off the top of my head. Yeah, that's excellent. Paul and Brian, can I ask Monica a question? Please. Monica, I'm curious if you, do you have any vision? Do you use any low vision? Uh, any, 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 any of your vision to do some of these things or is totally I'm, I'm totally blind 
Okay, so you don't. There you go. You don't use your vision. <laughs> I've I've helped people who use magnification because yeah. um, Carrie Chapman, our our recently gone out of office president of the ICUB, says I'm the Android guru in Iowa. So there you go. Yeah, people <laughs> call me and and I help them figure it out. It's okay. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people, older people don't want to or can't afford an mm -hmm. iPhone and they get a $300 Android. Mm -hmm. and, yep. Yeah. And, totally and they're perfectly content with it. Yep. yep. Cool. Thank so, you so much for your call. Thank you guys. It. Appreciate the time. Miss mm -hmm. Marianne. You see, Paul, you ask, they will come. I guess. <laughs> Miss Marianne, do we have someone else? Yeah, we have 510. Where'd she go though? Yep, 510, you may unmute. Hi, Dirk Nyhart from Berkeley. Hi. Hi there. Uh, uh, I am, uh, I have given up on tapping and waving and have. Uh, <laughs> Early conclude that I'm too stupid for a smartphone. So I use a, a, a Verizon Android, and I'm all I do is talk and receive, and I'm happy enough with that. But I hear about this voice-activated phone, and I I think I'm punished by the 1200 bucks or something for it and that sure is selling a lot of pencils it but, sure does <laughs> it sure does tell me have you had that in your hands have you worked with it i have not um how about how about you anisio i have in in one of the one of the shows you know and and i was able to I mean, the, the woman that's, that was selling it uh, had a contact on the phone and I was able to say, call so-and-so and her other phone rang. Um, I But that that's the extent of it. Of it. But yep. I, with the smartphone, it's a, everything but fry eggs and make the bed. Can you do that with a voice phone? Not yet. <laughs> I don't think so. I would have gotten that. Yeah, if it if it had made the bet, I would have bought it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you hey, so much for your, for your call, call, sir. I'm so eager to find out more about it. Where would I go? Uh, I am not sure, but I'll try to find out and um and I will put a message up on on the list once I once I get information on where it's available. Thank you. Yep. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. Yep. Area code, nine, area code 970. You may unmute. It's actually a phone that comes from Australia. That's where it's made that real Sam. Yep. yep. Right. Hello, this is Catherine and I have a um, blind shell phone. And I've always had Android phones to answer your burning question. And, yep. um, and I started out with the, the flip phones and I went to Samsung. Um, my first one was a, uh, Samsung three and, 
I, um, I still have a seven that works and it has a home button and, um, I was getting it for Ira, um, in 2017 when we went nice. to uh, the phones and so mine still works even though you cannot see a sighted person cannot read the screen because the screen went dark but talkback still Ooh. works on it <laughs> and, interesting and yes and uh, um i have a pixel 5 that is my um backup phone and I'm learning how to use that. But the one thing that I wanted to say was uh, I really appreciated what um, Carla um, Hayes said about um, the the Android phones, and I echo uh, exactly what she said, and uh, I think that is um, great, and I think we need to be uh, understanding of everybody being different and using different um, devices and different phones because um, different strokes for different folks and it's all it's all good. And so, I learned how to text using the blind shell phone, and I'm getting faster and faster um, with doing that. Thank you. You're and what were you going to ask me? It's going to ask, um, you, you'd used Android phone for a long time. What made you decide to go with the blind shell phone? I know it's an Android phone, but what made you go with the blind shell? The buttons. I, the I buttons. love the, the old school buttons. It's gotcha. wonderful. And um, my um, uh, Samsung 7 Edge phone still has the home key, um, nice. even though the the Pixel phone does not have the home key. I'm trying to adjust the vibration of the home key to make it more accessible to me. But um, it's going to be my backup phone. Thank you very much. Thank you, Miss Marianne. We have Jan. Hey, Jan. Suspense. Sorry, you go, Jan. You are able to unmute, Jan. Oh, geez. Hold on. One second. Now, can you hear me? There you are. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Hey, Jan. I thought I, I thought we were going to talk about um, newer appliances that. <laughs> We can't. Um... Yeah, we we sure were, and and that there were just so many people who wanted to talk about phones that we didn't get to it. But I promise that we will next week. So I hope okay, you'll come back. My refrigerator Please went out, and I'm about to get a new LG with the Wi-Fi diagnostics. Nice. Uh, yep. Well, we will look forward to hearing from you next week. Tell us about how you did your search and why you chose that one. Well, it's very yes. simple. When your refrigerator opening is 35 inches or less, you take what's available. Um, and it yes. was either a totally no-frill refrigerator yep. or one with a little more than I wanted to add on, but it was available. Yep, gotcha. 
and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that next week because that's a big part of the decision. If the phone please, won't fit, please do call the, again next week. Yep. Well, and if and the refrigerator if you an won't fit, house, you can't buy a thirty-six inch refrigerator. You sure can. Yep, you're absolutely right. And you can't get one the same day either. <laughs> Not I even believe close. that. Yeah, <laughs> you need something to say. Hey, your your compressor is going to go out real soon. Go start shopping. <laughs> there you go. Next year we'll have that built into the machine for you. <laughs> All right, we'll hear from you next week. Thank you. Maybe we will. It might be two weeks right, before so. I get it. Thanks. Thank Very you. good. Call, call in either case. Oh. Yeah. Ralph. Yep. All right. Can you hear me? Yes. There he is, Mister okay. Smitherman. Yeah. A few uh, points. Uh, remember the Nokia sixty-six twenty that cost two hundred dollars. I do. The talks program with it cost two hundred dollars. So blind people or low vision people like myself had to pay double what sighted people paid, yep. which was totally yes. unfair, uh, in yep. my opinion. Notwithstanding, in 2007, you know, Steve Jobs uh, presented the iPhone, and I think that changed the landscape for a lot of people. And I get that the flat screen and no buttons and all that, but being low vision, uh, I carry my phone everywhere. I mean, whatever. So uh, I use it all the time, the iPhone. Uh, I lease my phone from AT&T. So when the new one comes out, if I want it, I just go get another one, trade this one in. So that way I don't have a jar. I don't have a drawer full of old phones. But speaking of old phones, there was an auction and uh, this young lady had the had an original generation one iPhone that sold for $63,000 at the Oh my goodness. So it was in its box and uh, new and all that. So uh, why she kept it that long, I don't know. But anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Like, you, uh, you know, 63000 for She paid like 500 for it. So anyway, that's a pretty so good Ralph, investment. Question. Yes. Question for you. Again, you're using the device, utilizing which modalities? Uh, well, I use, you know, I have several apps that I use. I, right, I sweep to the. Do you interact with it visually through Braille or right, through I, speech I, or a combination? I, I, combination of visual and speech. I have, you know, use voiceover and also uh, Siri. Uh, I like to audio text rather than uh, dictate. Uh, which mm-hmm. is a nice feature. Uh, I think the notifications for the different apps that you have, like uh, MLB and uh, things of that nature, you know, they send you notifications. I like mm-hmm. that as well. Um, but I, I do use uh, my low vision as well as speech. Of course, I can't read print, so I'm a Braille user, of course. And um, using, uh, you know, the iPhone, that has... Uh, you know, change change the way that I use telephones because before, yes, I could I, you know you could answer and hang up and maybe you do your address book, but now uh, you know being able to do that uh, without anyone helping me do it makes a big ginormous difference. It sure uh, does. So, do so you ever you use know, your iPhone as a handheld magnifier? I do. Yes. And I also or use to the take scene. a picture of something that's yes. that's not readily accessible. 
take that quick yes. snapshot of it and then bring it to you? Uh, uh, you know, I really use this, the Seeing AI app to mm-hmm. take a picture of my Sunday school page book and the voiceover read that page back to me. And then I delete that page and take a picture of another one and, you know, on and on with like that. So without that, since I don't have any other resources, I would be up the creek. You know, that I would have very little access to other resources. Yes. And I use my magnifying glass app on it as well, just to uh, just to use it. I also played my mm-hmm. two for two game, which, you know, is a numbers game. And I'm able to hold the phone close to my face and play that game. So I'm pretty fortunate cool. with the, yeah, uh, cool. you know, having a lot, like hand vision in my left eye and finger vision in my right eye to still be able to do that. Excellent. Thank you for your call, sir. Absolutely. And Very we much will talk soon. Yep. Miss Marianne. Indeed. We have Beth from New Mexico. Miss Beth. New yes, hello. Hello, Beth. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very interested in the blind shell, but I'm very interested in the uh, little mini vision too, or the smart vision. Those are the ones right. that are made by uh, that Res Mobility. I was interested in the Sam uh, Pocket, but ooh, that's a that's a steep price to pay, you know. Yep. Yep. Um, now, I did have an. Uh, I did. I was trying to learn the iPhone, but those touch those things moving around really frustrate me. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know why they can't stay in the same place. So what? What kind of phone do you use now? Uh, right now, I'm talking to you on an LG Classic. Would you believe? <laughs> Excellent, and it but it works well for you, huh? Yeah, it does, and that's why I think the either the Blind Shell or the Mini Vision Two or the yep. even the Smart Vision Three would work good. You know, because mm-hmm. it's just frustrating to have yep. to deal with those gestures like that. Yep. Very good. Thank you, Miss Beth. I Thank appreciate you calling call. in. Yep. Stay safe. Mm-hmm. You too. Miss Marianne. We have Travis. Hey, Travis. You may unmute, Travis. There you are, Travis. Hey, hello. Yep, we got there. Hello, hey, how you doing? Well, we are having an evening. Yeah. Hey, so I know we're going to talk appliances next week. Um, I actually sell. I do sell. Hold on a minute here. You still here? Yes. Yes. Yep. Anyway, um, I know we were going to talk appliances today, but I know we'll talk next week. But I actually sell appliances for a living. You know, just FYI. Oh, nice. So, so call. So, and talk you're going to, to take a vow week. to be here next week? Yeah. Excuse me? What? Take a vow to be here next week and we'll keep you on for most of the call. I would love yep. it because there are appliances that are Wi Fi friendly. And um, I know a couple people through our ACB community calls who have those. And when it comes to washers and everything. Well, that's excellent, I, Travis. We'll, 
We'll put you on our list of people we call on early next week. Okay, and we're meeting at the same time, correct? At yes, 4, sir. 7 yep. Eastern, yep. 4 Pacific? Yes, yes, sir. Okay, and is the, Zoom, is the webinar ID going to be the same, or is that always change? It is. It'll be exactly the same. Good. I prefer, I love Zoom meetings that have the same link all the time. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's so much easier, especially well, thank you. everything. It is. Excellent. Thanks, Travis. You're welcome. Can't wait. Excellent. Miss Marianne. We have Doug Hall. Hey, Doug. Good evening, gentlemen and Marianne. Can you hear me okay? We can. Good. Um, Paul, you, earlier you said that you want to talk about um, iPhones and Androids and that they they do a lot more than just making phone calls. Yes. And I wanted to mention something I just learned about today that I think you guys want to look into. Uh, this afternoon, a company came in to from from Brazil. I mean, from um, Brussels. They are presenting a an app that go right now goes on the iPhone and enables a supposedly a blind person, pedestrian, to be able to read tra um, traffic signals when they're crossing on their iPhone. Uh, they're wow. going to be they are going to be in Jacksonville tomorrow, uh, demonstrating it. And then he is going up the coast. He's going to end up in Boston there. Um, Very good. And they, they, we, I talked with them about bringing it out on also Androids, but right now only Apple. And they, one interesting thing he said that they thought about putting it on programmers. They actually thought about putting it on the Stellar Trek, but they said uh -huh. it doesn't have enough power. To be able to do it, only the iPhone does. Anyway, interesting. The idea of it—it's an interesting idea. The idea of it is that you have tactile uh, feedback on your phone. Um, you aim the phone more or less at a traffic light, and by beeping and vibrating and other tact, uh, vibrotactile information it gives you information about when it is safe to cross when well, not safe when it is appropriate mm -hmm. across the street anyway, that's excellent Do, what's it called doug it's called the oko and by the way if you want to check it out the oko app is on the app store and it's free oko yeah you go go to the app store and type in oko on the search and he says the third item on the uh, OKO apps that they have there. And if you download it to your phone, then you're able to try it out and see what you think of it. Um, I think it was a, I, I'm not sure that I'm sold on it. I looked at it. Um, I think it's the kind of thing I need to learn more about. I asked him and he said that there is a tutorial on the app to explain how it works. So you might want to check Excellent. it out. Thank I you, will. sir. Okay. Okay. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so, uh, Brian, 30 seconds. The fact of the matter is, smartphones are really a handheld computer that also functions as a phone. And whichever side of that teeter totter balance you are will definitely help you make a decision which way you're going to go with things feature-based. I think the most important thing is that don't be afraid to, to take that first step out there. We all did at one point. 
We made errors. We reconsidered our decisions on the first round, and we still came back. And I don't think any of us would give up our phones. Excellent. So next week, major appliances and accessibility. And good night.